Hey everyone, welcome to Brand Boutique Elite. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple or Spotify. Today we have Mimi Dara. She is the founder of Maison Palo Santo. She's also a yogi. And we're going to discuss how you can turn your passion into profits. And we're going to hear her story on how she created her business and how she got started. Mimi, thank you so much for being on today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. So tell us a little bit about what Maison Palo Santo is and, you know, what do you provide to your network and how you got started in this? Awesome. I love telling this story. I am super passionate about it. And uh, I'll just go in by saying first, Maison Palo Santo literally translates to the house of holy wood. And I was inspired to use this name because my family is French and Palo Santo is the name of the base of our product line that comes out of Ecuador, of which we have a beautiful home and we've been living back and forth since 2013. So kind of combining those two cultures in the name was really, really popular. A lot of people ask me what it means. So that's what it means, the house of holy wood. And uh, this actually came about, this business was born out of actually my first business uh, in New York City that was a Moroccan rug business called Magic Carpets, Magic with a K. And originally we weren't going to change our name when we decided to focus on Palo Santo, which I'll talk about more in a moment. But um, for trademark reasons and stuff like that, we had to go ahead and make the plunge into a new brand and a new name. So we went ahead and did that. Mison Palo Santo was born on the coast of Ecuador, and it's actually a really unique story what happened with us. We were traveling back and forth to Ecuador, like I mentioned, and working in New York City, me and my husband. And one night in, in Ecuador, just like anywhere in the summer where it's kind of humid and rainy, there tends to be a lot of mosquitoes. So one particular evening it was especially bad for me and i had already been using all of these holistic treatments i think that night in particular i had wrapped my legs and my arms with banana leaves which is like an all-natural remedy for like itching so i was like the banana lady in my house like i just was like walking around like this and i said i have to change the energy i have to get out of this house i need to change the vibe i need to change the beach we've got to go up the coast maybe the mosquitoes won't be there because for some reason i was getting eaten alive that night. And my husband was like, yeah, sure. The mosquitoes won't be on the other beach. <laughs> but I was like, let's try it. So we got on the bus and we traveled up the coast about 45 minutes. And it's this beautiful windy road with all of this awesome green lush vegetation on either side. And you just kind of feel like you're in a different planet. Totally. So, so beautiful. And we got to this little town called Puerto Lopez is actually one of the larger fishing ports um, on the coast of Ecuador, about three and a half to four hours from Guayaquil, which is the most, um, which is the largest international airport. I mention it because a lot of people have a good reference from that point. And we ended up just walking on the boardwalk. We were looking for a little hotel to have something to eat and decide where we were going to stay for the night. And we saw this little light and we smelled this beautiful kind of smoke and it was almost like if you could imagine like a cartoon 
when somebody is like cooking something and it's like the smoke, like a Tom and Jerry type thing. And you're just like following the smoke. That was us. We're like following the smoke. And then we saw the little shop and it was foggy. And then we saw this little man inside the little shop and it was so cute. And we ended up going in and hanging out in this little shop for about two hours. And we met him and knowing now who he is, he's kind of like the king of Palo Santo on the coast of Ecuador. And uh, we learned so much about the product. So basically the product, what it is, is a spiritual wood and they've used it for generations for energetic cleansing and ritualistic ceremonies by shamans, but now has a very practical pedigree in modern day Western and Eastern culture all over the world. Everybody uses it as a type of incense for yoga, meditation, energy cleansing, for smudging. So a lot of people have used that word before or have heard it. Smudging is essentially done with Palo Santo or with sage or with other dried herbs that you just light up and you move around your space, maybe with the windows or doors closed and then you open them up, you let all that air out, out goes the negativity and in comes the positivity baby and that's what it is and we started really using that product not only for that that was kind of a side effect for us because we started using it because it wards off mosquitoes so that's how we got so much of it that night and we learned so much about the product and they gave us this bag and we went home and we bought the statue to burn it in and it was so cool and we had used it before i had seen it i hadn't used it personally but i had seen it in many yoga studios in manhattan and many people uh always talking about how palo santo made them feel great and i hadn't really used it personally in my own home i had only been kind of in the in the vibe of somebody else's face when they used it mm -hmm. so i started using a lot that month and we had been in ecuador this time this particular time for about a month and uh so we started using it and i gotta tell you it really started to transform my mental space and i started really being a huge believer in how it could up level my focus and my creativity and through that we started thinking hey i have to bring this to my people in new york in my restaurant that are super stressed always working you know, running to yoga classes. You know how it is when you're working and you're like running to places to make you feel relaxed. I was like, this is kind of a cool tool that might make some of my friends like slow down for a minute. So I brought Palo Santo back in my suitcase and that's how it started for us. We developed an Etsy shop with the Palo Santo uh, and I started selling it as well out of my purse at the restaurants that I was working in. And it's the rest has just been history almost two years into the brand we've developed a specially formulated line of aromatherapy candles made with the pure palo santo essential oil which has a huge amount of medicinal properties for your physical health but also for your mental health and so yeah we have the number one only pure palo santo candle on the market right now so i'm really really excited about where we're going and where this palo santo journey can take us exploring other oils as well in the future version. <laughs> so that's, I did not know that it actually wards off mosquitoes. That's a big selling point. I, you know, you know, burn sage in the house and things like that. But I love that. I didn't know it had all of those medicinal purposes and, you know, relaxation's great, but like to invigorate your mood, to make you in a better mood, that is also, you know, super cool. And then the mosquitoes thing, literally, if there's mosquitoes, they find me. 
<laughs> oh, you're one of them. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same. <laughs> I have a couple of friends, like one of my best friends and one of my cousins. They're probably a little bit worse than me. So when they're around, I feel bad, but I'm kind of happy because I'm like, they're biting you and maybe they'll spare me. They'll get me a little bit, but they'll get you more. <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's the same. And it's really cool because on the coast of Ecuador, a lot of people have these beautiful kind of clay statues on their porch or on their balcony and they put the Palo Santo and they burn it and it creates this like awesome ambiance that wards off mosquitoes, but also elevates the space too. It smells really nice. It has this very crisp, clean, woodsy, minty, refreshing scent that is unique and really, really cleansing, not only for your energy, but you know, and that's, and that might be too woo woo for some people and I get it. And even if you're not so much into that aspect of it, it has a super practical pedigree. And you know, living in Manhattan most of my life, I'll tell you that I have lived in some apartments that are probably so small that <laughs> people would not even know what to do in them. And most of them don't have kitchens with vents. And a lot of the people that I sold Palo Santo to in New York actually use it to cleanse their home of all of that funky smell after they cook too, which is another super practical use for it because I have never used a product like an incense type product, all natural, that literally kind of like absorbs the air and leaves it clean and fresh smelling rather than like perfumey and using like all kinds of chemical sprays and things. And I think people in general are starting to move more towards the all natural. I think there's a big movement towards that because I think a lot of information is coming out about how the products that we use in our homes on a daily basis, especially like the fragrances and the sprays and the cleaning products can be really harsh to our little environments that we live in, you know? So I mean, They're definitely toxic to breathe in. I can't do any fragrances or things like that because it make, gives me migraines. And it's true, like the essential oils and things like that when it's like this natural product, especially considering, you know, they have those healing properties. Even if you don't believe in those like woo -woo healing properties, at least it's, you know, something that's a clean oil that's going into your space. And I love that the Palo Santo that you produce, the candles, they are using those pure essential oils, whereas some brands will use different chemicals to make things smell like those essential oils. Perfect. And so, yeah, and that's something to notice, all you guys that are listening, is that when you are buying candles, if you do want something, you have to check to see if they're using those essential oils rather than fragrances that are fake to make, make smell like those things because you're still burning those toxins in your air and breathing them in. You know, your family, if you have children, you want to make sure you're you know, helping them grow strong and healthy and have strong lungs and, you know, have good things in the environment. For sure. You've been doing this for two years and I know that you're doing really great. You started off with your Etsy store. Now you're on your third development of your website. And um, I know that you do really well on Amazon. A lot of our listeners want to know a little bit about 
how you got onto Amazon. You know, was it a hard process? How do you ship things? Like, explain how that kind of works. Okay, sure. I'd love to. Um, basically, when we decided to solely focus on e-commerce, it was a strong motivation for us to sell online because we did a lot of markets in New York City where we were selling in person. And I, although I enjoyed it, I really wanted to reach more people because what I found was that many people wanted to buy my products at these retail markets, but a lot of them were tourists. And they couldn't necessarily, and you know, when you're traveling, you don't necessarily want to take things with you and carry them around for the rest of the day and then have to pack it in your bag. And you have other things that you want to bring that are a priority. So I was really inspired to, you know, create a more of a global outreach. And we decided to launch our website, which we did. And then we decided to get on Amazon. Etsy is pretty simple. You just go on there, you create an account, you do have to have, you know, a business structure and, you know, your legal tax things in order in order to open up a shop. But then moving into Amazon, there's a couple different tiers of Amazon. So you can start selling on Amazon or on eBay just by opening up a seller account. Now there's a little bit of a difference between having a just a regular seller account and then having a branded store. In order to get a branded store, you need to get a trademark and that has to be registered, which can take up to a year. So that's kind of the part that takes people a little bit long to get on Amazon on Amazon. So you can sell right away. So you can start selling on Amazon. But if you would like to have a brand registered store, which is a storefront. So for example, the next time you're on Amazon and you're buying a product from somebody, sometimes you can see that there's a store name underneath the listing title. It'll say, you know, the brand name. So if for my brand, it will be Maison Palo Santo, you'll click on it and that'll take you to its own URL, amazon.com backslash Maison Palo Santo or backslash you know, whatever company that you're, whatever branded store you're looking for. And that's a very powerful tool because what that will allow the customer to do is to be able to see your entire line of products, your brand imaging, and what you really represent. Because you can sell a candle, you know, uh, online and there's just a picture of the candle. And although there's a great description, I think that many, many buyers, especially online, you have about three seconds to get their attention. So great digital, a great picture will work for a second and you might get their attention. But then having that branded store is a great opportunity for people to click on it and say, oh, okay, well, this is what these candles represent and this is who makes them and are they made in the USA and what are their ingredients? And it gives people more of a lifestyle image and more of a real connection to the brand and, and what they represent through something called enhanced brand content, which is only available to people who have an Amazon storefront, which the number, which the first requirement is to be trademarked. So in order to be, yeah. So you have to be trademarked. You can't just be a registered business. You have to actually pay for that trademark for your brand name. Yeah. In order to have the brand name on the brand name on Amazon. In our particular case, it took us 10 months. It can vary depending on, we did everything ourselves. We did use a trademark, uh, a third party trademark company to help us with the initial paperwork, but then the follow up and the follow through and all the research that goes in, in order to know what you can get trademarked, for example. That's one of the reasons why we changed our name 
uh, because we could not trademark our original business name. And that'll happen sometimes. And, you know, and that's okay. And I feel like sometimes, especially when people are starting out, sometimes you'll have to change your name and you'll have to change your logo and you'll have to change your colors. And it can be really scary. But I think that after doing it a couple of times, I feel like it's just kind of an evolution. And if I could give anybody uh, any advice is don't worry too much about it. Um, you know, you have to do what you have to do in order for the big picture. So try not to be too in love with something in the beginning, because what happens is you might be disappointed if you have to change something. So just kind of make it very flexible until you decide what you want to do with it. Um, and then once we got the Amazon storefront, that really opened up the doors for us as far as getting um, a lot more revenue. Now on Amazon, for sure, I think it's something like 86% of people buy only from Prime, right? FBA. So there's two different ways to sell. You can sell on FBA, which is the fulfillment center by Amazon, Amazon Prime. Most of us have an Amazon Prime account and we use it to order a variety of things from basic household goods to luxury items, clothes, shoes. They have all these programs, even food now. And through the Prime Network, what you do as a business owner, as a seller, or as an Amazon store manager, whatever, you create your products. See, for me, we manufacture all of our own products. We manufacture everything by hand in the United States, and then we send it to the Amazon Fulfillment Center. Sometimes they'll ask us to send it to one fulfillment center, and sometimes they'll ask us to split it up into multiple fulfillment centers and sometimes they'll split it up on their own which is why no matter where you are in the usa you can order from prime and still get it in two days right because they won't send the package from Cali to california from new york yeah so you're saying that 86 percent of people only purchase from prime Exactly. So if you're not on Prime and you're looking to up your revenue on Amazon, I would highly recommend to send your products to Prime. But sometimes some products can't be sold on Prime. If you're selling a perfume or if you're selling things that may not be approved by Amazon. So you really have to go through that vetting process with your particular product. Um, Why would something not be approved to be sold on Prime? It, it depends what it's made out of. Sometimes there's restrictions on anything that includes alcohol or batteries, anything that has like a dangerous goods uh, kind of label to it can be restricted. Okay, so that it's better basically to you know ship your stuff out. And if 86% of people are shopping on Prime, I mean, I, I generally do look at the dates. I mean, I think a lot of us have been programmed that we want that thing in two days or we want that thing in a couple of days. And if we're ordering it from Amazon, we generally want that time or, you know, that time. If I don't care, I'll, I'll probably go to the company's website and order from them directly just because I'm like, oh, I'd rather support their website directly, you know, not have to like worry about that. What if you aren't Prime? How does the shipping work that way? Well, if you aren't on Prime, and by the way, small businesses always appreciate when you order from them directly. So if you have the time and you are really interested in a product, please check the, that person's website because every time there's an engagement from a customer on a small business website like my own, it's like a little mini party. Every time, every sale, no matter how long we do it, we get excited and you know put really so much extra love and care into the packaging. And that's a perfect segue for the other Prime 
uh, excuse me, the other way to sell on Amazon, which is something called seller fulfilled. Now I have all of my listings. I have them. You have a choice to purchase on prime and you have a choice to purchase on seller fulfilled because not everybody has a prime account because remember you still have to pay that 1499 a month for that prime account. So not everybody has that. And I wanted to make sure that if somebody wanted to order from Amazon and they didn't have prime that they could order it from me. And I have to tell you that because, when people do order it from me, I do the packaging personally and I'm able to personalize it a bit more. So uh, when that happens, I can, you know, write a little note or add something special to it. So seller fulfilled is just, I would just fulfill the order myself. However, the sale does still come through Amazon. Okay, got it. So those of you that are listening, of course, small businesses love when you order from their website. No matter, it's true, no matter how long you've been in business, you know, I've been in business for 10 years and when I see a sale come through on the website, I'm like, yay, that's awesome. I get to work with somebody new or, you know, it's always exciting. So definitely shop small. If you do have the time and you don't need that product right away, you can definitely check to see if a brand is on Amazon because obviously they're vetted, their products vetted. So if you are wondering or worried about ordering from a brand and and they have a product on Amazon, you know, they've been through that process and they're a legit company and then you can go order from their website. What would you say are, you know, your top marketing strategies to get this? So you did a lot of um, live, you know, pop-ups and things like that in New York City as well as around, um, but with, you know, not as many live events happening. What have you been doing to let people know about this product and what has been working for you as in terms of marketing strategy? Well, in terms of a marketing strategy, I have to tell you that this has been a big year for us. A lot of learning happened last year in 2020 as far as marketing strategies from uh, Google and an SEO standpoint. And the best thing that I could, the best way that I could explain it is it's a lot of testing and measuring. It's a lot of trying something and seeing if it works out and being consistent and knowing that these things do take quite a bit of time, especially when you're working with the Google SEO or search engines like Yahoo or Bing. It's extremely important that um, you know the website is very clean and there's no kind of gunk on the back end as far as like old information. If you have a relaunch or a rebrand, trying to make everything on the internet only visible to what you're actually doing in the moment is an extremely um, effective tool to get shown up on the first or second page on Google without paying an enormous amount uh, for ads. Another great way that we have expanded our marketing is joining a third, another third party platform called FAIR fair.com and i really like fair.com because they work with other small businesses and it's an opportunity for small shops you have to have under i believe it's under five brick and mortar locations so it can't be like a cvs or a target or a whole foods it has to be a pretty small business like three to five shops maximum and it allows that small business owner to try the products on a net 60 terms so they can order and it gives them 60 days to pay. Now, when you're a small business and you're starting out and you want to start carrying a line of products in your shop, whether it's a salon, for our particular line of products, we've had a lot of 
wholesale orders from salons and massage parlors and holistic health stores and um, you know high-end fashion boutiques that want to have a little kind of that kind of that little section with candles and journals and really cute little gifts and things like that. That's a huge opportunity for small business owners to have 60 days to pay because then they can get the product, they can sell it, and then they can pay and keep what they made. And it's a great opportunity for me as a business owner to get my product out all over the country into small shops so that people can get it, they can look at the packaging, they can look at the email, excuse me, the website, and they can hopefully, uh, you know, log on and join my virtual village. So my virtual village is my main marketing tool at the moment that I'm really trying to nurture. It's my little baby, it's my email marketing. Um, and I absolutely just enjoy engaging with my client base. I have created a private Facebook group for my virtual villagers, which is an opportunity for people to learn not about my products, but how they can help you transform your mind to create healthy habits. So I pop on there and we give great tips on how to use the product, where it comes from, and how we support the reforestation efforts in Ecuador with each purchase. So it's kind of my, my marketing strategy is really about engagement and education and transformation and uplifting through the use of the products. This year of 2021 is definitely going to be a big year for us as far as Google and SEO and uh, just testing and measuring using Google Shopping, which is, you know, that, you know, when you Google something and you've got that line of pictures at the top that show you the products. That's a very powerful tool. Uh, but again, those are things that you need to apply for. We have been approved. Now we just have to decide on what our budget is going to be for the ad spending to show up on uh, this platform and get a little bit more exposure through our own website. So that's what our personal marketing goals are for this year coming up. Awesome. I think it's really great that you're like incorporating this whole community. You know, people want to do business with people that they like and they trust and they feel like their message resonates. And I think, you know, people buy with emotion and especially when they can feel like they're a part of something like the people that they are, you know, with um, really get them and understand their brand. and having Facebook groups is a great way to communicate. I think face, you know, having all of your social media is super important, but having your Facebook group helps you actually communicate with people on one-on-one -on -one level because they're now seeing the notifications. Whereas most of you notice when you're posting things on your Facebook page, a lot of people don't see it. You know, I work with brands that will have 25,000 followers on Facebook. We post something and they might get 200 views, a couple likes, but that's just because the algorithm on Facebook as a brand, when you're just posting content um, that may not be engaging content, may not be a blog post, may not be something that is actually going to have somebody do something. So the algorithm doesn't really show them post much from your page but when you're in a group that's a kind of by choice and you want to be active you want to participate 
and you want to be a part of that community. So that is a great strategy. You know, email marketing campaigns great too, um, so that you are letting people know. And with your email campaigns, it's good that you're not just posting, hey, buy this thing, buy this thing, buy this thing, which, you know, you want to have a little bit of that. But when you're sharing topics of uplifting, positive mindset, those are the kinds of things that people are going to be like, oh, that's interesting. You're sharing like real information with me. For sure. Yeah, I really enjoy that because naturally I don't ever want to come off as just a salesperson because Puerto Santo was something so genuine and authentic and I create every piece with my own hands. So I'm so emotionally connected to it that I really feel that it just comes out of me naturally to want to connect with people and to engage with them. And, you know, using social media is awesome. I mean, we're active on Instagram, Pinterest and Facebook. But like you said, it is you know, it's a beast social media because they're constantly changing and there's all different ways of how to engage. You know, I think now it's videos, you know, under 15 seconds. Will that change? Is it, you know, next week? I'm not sure. I think it's really important to have, you know, professionals help you with that for sure, because there's only so much that you can do uh, on your own. And it's a constant learning game. It's a constant testing and measuring and learning and, you know, having fun while doing it and not and not taking it too, too hard if something doesn't work right away, just knowing that it's part of the process and you always learn something from it. Yeah, for sure. It's, um, you know, social media, the algorithm, the strategies, those are always changing. You know, with our clients, we, there's, you know, the new thing, we're always testing and seeing if it works, creating the content for that. And it's something that you just have to play with. And then you have to measure to see what are my clients really liking? How am I connecting with the right people? Am I connecting with the right people? You know, you could have a hundred people like a post, but it could be completely not your demographic. And it's great to have those vanity likes, but you really want to target your campaigns on like connecting with those those right people. Exactly. What would you say is kind of your top tip or one lesson that you learned that you want all of our uh, listeners to know? Um, I would say never give up, guys. Never give up because the only difference between a successful business and one that doesn't make it to the top is that the person gave up because they got frustrated and they didn't want to pursue it because of so many factors. And I know for me, I started my first business in 2015 while working full time, working two jobs, doing it on the weekends. And it just developed. And there were times where I said, why am I doing this? Why am I breaking my back on the weekends when all I want to do is relax and go out and have fun and, you know, waking up at 4 a.m. and going to bed at midnight and doing that consistently until I get to where I'm going. I'm not saying that you have to kill yourself or be unhealthy. Obviously, taking care of yourself is most important. But the one thing that I could say is never, never, never give up on your dreams because I know that I started doing this and I won't tell you how old I am. <laughs> you guys can all guess. But I started doing this at a certain age and I left a really, really great career to pursue my own dream. And it was kind of hard for people to accept. You know, sometimes family members and friends, when they start telling you you're crazy, you might be onto something. So follow your heart is the best thing that I could tell you, because in the end, if you're consistent and you work at it, you will achieve your goal. So never give up. 
Yeah, it's definitely about showing up and being consistent. I mean, that's literally the principle of anything, any goal that you have, it's being consistent and showing up. And there are going to be bumps in the road. There are going to be times that you try something and it's going to fail. But it's really to take those lessons from that failure or take those lessons of why it didn't work and put in something that's going to work. And if you didn't have those moments of like, okay, I tried this, it didn't work, let's move on. If you just quit and you just give up or you don't show up, people think, oh yeah, I have this business and it's not doing anything. And it's like, okay, well, what were the five things that you did today to grow that business? Right, and ask for help. It's hard for people to ask for help, including me. It took me a long time to realize that I can't do everything on my own. And once you start to open yourself to receive and you create this network of like-minded people that want to see you excel, that's when you really start to take off and just energetically you raise your vibrations. And this is science, guys. It's quantum physics. You raise the vibrations inside your body and positive things start happening around you. So totally agree with that. Yeah, it's, you know, it is hard for, I think, a lot of people to ask for help, but, you know, we could figure it all out on our own where we don't have that much time. And when you're an entrepreneur, you're doing a million things. You know, I have a team, but I'm still always doing a million things and I have coaches and things like that, but I'm still doing a million things and I would not be able to get to where I'm going. I would not be, have been able to get this far if I didn't hire coaches, if I didn't get the help that I needed, if I didn't partner with people, if I didn't surround myself with people that were like-minded and build that community around myself so that I can get to my goals quicker. Because we can say we're going to figure it out, but the amount of hours that it's going to take us to figure this one thing out, if we just ask for help, if we just get the coach, if we just, you know, and be like, okay, just tell me what to do because I'm busy doing these 18 million things. You help me with this thing so I can smooth sail with that. For sure. I would highly recommend coaching. And even the top coaches, they have coaches. Sometimes you need a coach for different aspects of your life. You know, sometimes you'll find different people to support you uh, for different reasons in your business. And, you know, having a positive mindset is, you know, the number one is that's the foundation. And then from that, you build the layers of, okay, what do I need now? I need somebody to come in like iMedia to help me with social media and with coaching and with brand strategy and with creative and with digital and help me to be consistent in my online presence. And do I need somebody else to help me with, depending if you're doing kind of shipping, do I need to get somebody to advise me on logistics and that type of thing? So Laying down, the laying down the foundation and then deciding where you put your time, effort, and finances is important. And it takes a little bit of time to figure that out. I'm still figuring things out as I go. Things change. And as you know, this past year, everything changed for everybody. So mm -hmm. we just have to stay flexible and um, you know positive through the whole process because it is supposed to be fun. And I hope that no matter what we do, we can do it with a smile because it, we, I'm so blessed and grateful to live in a place where there are so much opportunity, where there is so much opportunity to create small business. There's a huge, there's whatever product you have now, there's probably somebody that's interested in it. It's about finding those people.
Yeah, like you could have the most amazing product and if you don't have the right marketing and you're not getting it in front of those people, then it doesn't matter. No one's gonna be knocking on your door asking you to buy your products. You make it easy for people to find you, easy for people to buy from you and have that positive mindset. It's it's something that is a practice every day. You know, people are like, oh, I have this is all this and this. And it's like, okay, Every single human has self-limiting beliefs. Every single human has this, am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I all the am I enough? So we all have some of those things. And for me, none of those things matter. It's like, okay, I got to get up. These are the things that I need to do to get me to my goals. Regardless how I feel, regardless if I'm having a bad day, regardless of any of my like negative emotions that may arise, it's like, okay, this is the goal. This is what needs to get done. And like, let's get at this. Like, I don't have time to even be like, oh, okay, like you'll be okay. You'll be fine. It's just like, nope, let's just get after it. <laughs> well, for sure. And the, and the way that I always like to explain it to people is that most of us have all, most of us have, have had a job that we work eight to 10, even 12 hours a day for somebody else. And we don't think twice. We get up, we look we're like, shoot, we're late. We got to hurry up. We got to do our hair and put on makeup, look good, get there, show, you know, really be on top of our game. But sometimes when we're asked to do that for ourselves, it's like, we don't show up for our own self. And that was a huge shift in my mind. And it takes, it does take some time to create that kind of self-discipline and willpower, time mastery and all of those things. But once you do, you feel, I don't know, for me, I've, I, I feel fulfilled when I accomplish my goals that I set out for myself that I write down. I mean, I have books and journals in every place that you look of what I need to do today. I mean, whiteboards and things. I'm a very visual person. So I really enjoy to see things to do that I enjoy doing. And then I cross it off with a big marker because for me, that is very satisfying. And it's like, okay, I put this plan together. I accomplishment, I accomplished it. It's good. It's finished. And then, making sure that you take those little mini celebrations every single day, because every single day there's something to celebrate. You made it through the day. What's one thing that you did for your business today? For sure it was something amazing. It may not seem amazing, but those tiny little steps eventually build up. Yeah, and I think that's a really important advice to celebrate those wins, even if it's a small win. You know, I'm practicing that because I, you know, I'm like, this thing happened and it's like, okay, on to the next, but it's standing in gratitude and celebrating, okay, wow, this thing happened. You know, I, um, I'm speaking at the salon and spa convention in Vegas. They um, asked me to speak at that. And, you know, those conventions are probably 10,000 people and it's such a super cool thing. I got the email. I was like, yeah, that's exciting. Okay, move on. And so like, it's like, like, wow, this is really cool that they asked me to speak and do a training here. And it's going to be in front of like so many people. And it was like on to the next thing. And and then I was like, okay, let me be excited about this because I am excited. I just you know, didn't give myself the opportunity to care because it's like, okay, next thing. I know it's hard. It's just about taking that extra moment. And it's especially important whether you work by yourself or with team to congratulate yourself or them every day for small tasks that are accomplished for the long-term goal because eventually it is there. And yeah, and it's just coming back to gratitude and living in the present. And I call it the inner vacation mode. 
right? When you go on vacation, you look at everything. It could be a little supermarket that if you lived there, you would not even think about it, right? But when you're on vacation, you notice things. You're like, oh, look at that mailbox. It's so cute. Look at that tree. It's so cute. Look at that bush. It's so cute. It could be like a regular bush, like nobody <laughs> But to you, you know, so it's like, it. so it kind of fills you up. So it's like just kind of living life like that will come through business as well. So it's important. Yeah. I have one question that I ask all of my guests. If you could be a superhero, what would your two superpowers be? Oh my gosh. I would definitely be a flyer. Definitely fly. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I would definitely want to fly um, just so I could travel to as many places as I possibly could, because that's what I enjoy doing is traveling and meeting people and learning and absorbing. So I would definitely fly <laughs> for sure. And never feel cold while I'm doing it. <laughs> Same. I want to fly quick enough where I don't feel cold and I'm there quick enough, but I still feel that cool feeling of like. Right. Me too. Because I don't want to be cold. <laughs> and then your second superpower? My second superpower would probably be, hmm, that's a hard one. Um, I don't know. Maybe invisibility. Okay. Maybe I could wear like an invisibility cloak just so I could like, okay, you know what? No, take it back. I <laughs> want to go back in time so I could learn from some of these people that, you know, that I've always admired and read their books and just learn about what life was like for them back then. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That sounds fun. My second one would be to speak every language in the world. So when I flew there, I'd be able to communicate. I could help more businesses grow because I'd be able to speak to them. Because there's definitely been places that I've traveled to where my communication, their English wasn't great. And I probably knew three words in their language. And it was very much like, I need this thing. Let me Google Translate that. And even before Google Translate, then it was like, I'm just not going to talk. I'm just going to quiet. I'll smile. That's all you're going to get from me. I know. Well, I start every video on my Facebook page with, hola, bonjour, salam, ni hao. What's up, guys? <laughs> I love and we speak four languages at home, French, Spanish, English, and Arabic. So we are a multilingual international family that I'm with you. That is a good one. I should have thought of that one because I would love to speak every language like Japanese and you know Thai, Indonesian, go to all these places. That would be awesome. Yeah, well, you have four, like, <laughs> one, and then like two, well, a little bit of Spanish. I can understand a little bit of Italian, but that is like slowly dissipating where I'm knowing nothing. <laughs> so I want to thank you so much for being on. All of you listeners out there, be sure to subscribe to Brand Boutique Delete. And listen to our great interviews with amazing um, entrepreneurs from all over the world. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.